My brothers and sisters, we gather exultant and joyful on this octave day of Easter to celebrate Mercy Sunday. It is a liturgical observance which Pope St. John Paul II established at the prompting of another saint whom God raised up in the midst of the last century's great trials and tribulations. I'm referring to St. Faustina Kowalska from Poland, who died in 1939. The Church has recognized as worthy of credence the private revelations of divine mercy made to her by our Lord himself, poured out from his wounded heart, crucified and risen from the dead. In the Bible, the word mercy has two basic meanings. These two ways can be distinguished as a mercy of the heart and a mercy of the hands. Mercy of the heart and mercy of the hands. Mercy of the heart refers to the stance toward those in need of forgiveness by one who is stronger, including God himself. Mercy here basically means forgiveness of offenses, failings, infidelities, and sins. God is love, we read in Scripture. From all eternity, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is an absolutely perfect communion of love. The world was created as an act of divine love. But when sin entered the world through the misguided use of freedom, through human choice ensnared by evil, then mercy was the form that God's love took toward his wounded, alienated, and lost creatures. Pope St. John Paul II once said that mercy is love's second name. The second meaning, what can be called mercy of the hands, refers to the response given toward those in need. According to the Catechism, the corporal works of mercy include almsgiving, feeding, sheltering, and clothing the needy, visiting the sick and imprisoned, and burying the dead. The spiritual works of mercy include counseling, instructing, admonishing, comforting, forgiving, and forbearing with others, and praying for the living and the dead. Both forms of mercy, heart and hands, shine forth in Jesus' life. He reflects God's mercy toward sinners, but he's also moved by all human suffering and needs. He gives the crowds to eat, heals the sick, frees the oppressed. The evangelist says of him, he has taken on our infirmities and borne our sicknesses. Every exorcism, healing, and absolution that Jesus performed is, as one author puts it, a cameo of divine mercy, a cameo of mercy to the afflicted, the needy, the poor, and the sinful. These are things we hear proclaimed week after week in the Sunday liturgy. What does this Divine Mercy Sunday ask of us? The command comes from Jesus himself. Be merciful, he says, even as your Father is merciful. The starting point is faith understood as complete and total trust and confidence in Jesus. In the famous painting of Christ made at St. Faustina's direction on the basis of her visions, the inscription under the image of Christ reads, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus once told her that the graces of my mercy are drawn by means of one vessel only, and that is trust. 
A second element is the obligation to practice acts of mercy, both spiritual and corporal, toward others every day. In the words of Christ, you are to show mercy to your neighbors always and everywhere. You must not shrink from this or try to excuse or absolve yourself from it. If a soul does not exercise mercy somehow or other, it will not obtain my mercy on the day of judgment. Finally, there is prayer. This is the context for the Feast of Mercy, which is being observed today. Through sacramental confession, reception of Holy Communion, and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, Jesus promises to pour out a whole ocean of graces upon those souls who approach the font of mercy. And in this context of prayer, I'd like to share with you one of St. Faustina's own prayers as it appears in her diary. If we make this prayer our own and try to live it every day, we will certainly have understood the meaning of today's feast. O Lord, St. Faustina writes, I want to be completely transformed into your mercy and to be your living reflection. May the greatest of all divine attributes, that of your unfathomable mercy, pass through my heart and soul to my neighbor. Help me, O Lord, that my eyes may be merciful, so that I may never suspect or judge from appearances, but look for what is beautiful in my neighbor's souls and come to their rescue. Help me, O Lord, that my ears may be merciful, so that I may give heed to my neighbor's needs and not be indifferent to their pains and moanings. Help me, O Lord, that my tongue may be merciful, so that I should never speak negatively of my neighbor, but have a word of comfort and forgiveness for all. Help me, O Lord, that my hands may be merciful and filled with good deeds, so that I may do only good to my neighbors and take upon myself the most difficult and toilsome tasks. Help me, O Lord, that my feet may be merciful, so that I may hurry to assist my neighbor, overcoming my own fatigue and weariness. Help me, O Lord, that my heart may be merciful, so that I myself may feel all the sufferings of my neighbor. May your mercy, O Lord, rest upon me. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but when I hear this prayer of St. Faustina, I feel the need to go to confession, not so much for what I've done, but for what I have failed to do. And that's a big part of Divine Mercy Sunday, too. During this Easter season, we rejoice, indeed we exalt, not that the risen Christ has given us the ability to live without sinning, none of us is without sin, but that he has given his church the power to forgive sin, the greatest and most necessary mercy of all. During a visit back in 2006 to the Roman parish of God the Merciful Father, our former Pope Benedict read a portion of the manuscript that would have been used by Pope St. John Paul for his Divine Mercy Sunday message had he not died that very day. And in his handwritten message, which Pope Benedict described as like a last will and testament, Pope St. John Paul had written this, 
to humanity, which at times seems to be lost and dominated by the power of evil, selfishness, and fear. The risen Lord offers the gift of his love that pardons, reconciles, and opens the soul to hope. It is love that converts hearts and brings peace. How much the world needs to understand and accept divine mercy. Yes, indeed, my brothers and sisters, how much does the world, our country, our state of Connecticut, our towns, our parishes, and our families need to understand and accept divine mercy? May it be so, beginning with each one of us.